Hey, and welcome to Not Just Politics, where we get young voices heard. I'm Jordan Hilton. And I'm Cameron, and you're listening to the Not Just Politics podcast. Here we discuss social, political, economic, cultural, and environmental topics, issues over the past month. So, Cameron, how are you? This is a bit of a different dynamic again. I know, totally new setup. We're we're apart. Obviously, yeah. the last podcast we've been recording in the same room. Now we didn't think that that would be the last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought it wouldn't change that quickly. Yeah. So here in the UK, we're in lockdown. Just so you guys know, that's why we're not in the same room. We're back in lockdown because we've got a few listeners from the states and stuff like that. So with the election, they might not even know. <laughs> But we're in lockdown. Lockdown 2.0. Yay. How are you? You all right? Yeah, doing good, thanks. Yeah, sort of been keeping quite busy with the audio work. Weirdly enough, it's sort of got more busy since lockdown started. So, you know. Oh, that's good. That's always positive. Yeah, it's a good sign for creatives. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah, you sort of make hay while the sun shines as as they say but yeah but how about you how's everything with you yeah I mean like it, it it's okay um like I lost my job due to the lockdown I was a bartender and I lost my job so that's fun um I've been put on furlough for the next four weeks um thank you to my boss Izzy because she does actually listen to this so thank you (laughs) I really really love you so much (laughs) um but yeah cheers for that Izzy I really appreciate it she no honestly she um she worked her butt off like day and night she didn't sleep um just because it happened so fast and she was trying to get us furlough um she wasn't able to secure her own job but she secured others and yeah it all happened very quickly but I'm okay I'm just living the life of being on furlough and trying to find a new job so yeah on this episode we're going to be talking mainly about the US elections because they have been absolutely massive haven't they the main conversation that we're going to be reading from after that will be about Biden and Harris and their history, basically. It's important that, like, you know, they get held accountable for the things that they have done, we believe, and that a efficient presidency is the fact that you know that the elects have been, have done these things and that you need to press them on them or you know, you can see where other policies that they might put in place uh, see resemblance or that, you know, they are really diverging from their old policies and going into new um, policies as well. So, yeah, Mm. that's what this episode is going to be about. So, Cameron, what's been happening in the past two weeks? So, as you said, big US election. It's big news. It's all over the world. The The results of this election has an impact on the world. The United States is a big power. Um, and I think a lot of people, especially in you know our social bubble, were kind of rooting for Trump to not get back in. And yeah. he didn't. So that's that's quite a positive thing. Um, you know, just, just for a bunch of reasons. But, but Biden's win was quite expected. Um Everyone was projecting it, you know, all the betting yeah. companies were saying that, that, you know, 
it was very likely he was going to win and and all the political commentators were saying likely it was likely Biden was going to win but um but it's still you know interesting to see it unfold the the voting system takes a while to kind of give an answer and we still technically don't have a solid answer until something like December 14th but yeah but yeah it's a massive country there's a lot of votes to count so it kind of it makes sense it's going to take a little while uh, but yeah as as we speak as we're kind of talking at the moment it, it is pretty certain that Trump's Trump's out and Biden's in yeah so the other thing about this is that Trump is refusing to um, hand over power. He's to transfer the power over. He's just he's he's kicking up a fuss. He he's so Trump's been claiming electoral fraud, um, and so far there's mm-hmm. been no real evidence he's been able to show what his team's been able to show. I think he's him and his team are suing some states to you know, essentially yeah. try and go to recount and stuff like that. But in the past, you know, recounts have, I think, at most managed to get like an extra 100, maybe 150 votes for the person who's asked for one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the states he's lost in, it's normally been by at least a few thousand. So it probably won't turn up anything for him if he, if he, if it does get carried through. Um, yeah, hopefully. It does seem that Biden's won by a a relative majority it's not a massive majority but he's, he has he he has got a majority of votes so yeah i don't think anything that trump can do can uh, will be able to turn it and sort of swing the election his way i mean he biden has won the most votes of any election hasn't he like ever pretty much oh yeah popular vote yeah, yeah he's won the that popular by a... vote which was pretty impressive as well i won't lie mm. um the fact that loads of Americans, you know, actually stood up and did things like voting that they actually didn't particularly want to do. Um, They did it to get Trump out no matter what, basically, is quite admirable. Um, Yeah, it's been a massive votes turnout. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Definitely. People should care. A hundred percent. Definitely in the BAME community as well. So... The American people voted and they chose Biden and Harris, apparently. So there are a lot of good things about Biden and Harris winning. Um, Of course, like the main one is that Trump's out. And a lot of people like myself are not celebrating a Biden-Harris win, but they're just celebrating the fact that Trump is out and just a Democratic nomination win any like that's what you're celebrating the fact that republicans aren't in the white house and trump isn't in the white house anymore so yeah where is this all coming from why do people not have particularly support for harris or for biden um this is due to their extensive history um so joe biden is a patron like politician he has like done this his whole entire life pretty much um he's been a prevalent policymaker for years now like decades um yeah 
Um, Harris is 55 and she dropped out of the presidential race last year after failing to make headway in her bid for the Democratic nomination. So she also went up for the Democratic nomination for presidency. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then um, everyone, like, it was around the same time that um, Sanders dropped out as well. So it was like... um, yeah, everyone just basically jumped on the Biden train. <laughs> <laughs> so, Harris Harris is an interesting character. So, we have the first female vice president of the United States. That is absolutely incredible. But she does have her downsides. From denying affirming healthcare to a trans inmate to barring forums for sex workers used to protect themselves uh people are calling her the top cop she does have a concerning record of endangering lgbt communities massively in 2008 harris opposed proposition k a measure that aimed to decriminalize sex work whilst district attorney of san francisco she said i think it's completely ridiculous just in case there's any ambiguity about my position it would put a welcome mat out for pimps and prostitutes to come into come on into san francisco is what she said mm. so yeah it's yeah not a great comment um and the fact that she there's a very high um trans community that are in sex work in this area so the way that what she basically did was that she just made it just illegal still for these people that were being they were receiving a high amount of like police abuse and brutality and stuff like that on mass scale and the reason why proposition k went through was so that it would stop this from happening essentially because it wouldn't be a criminal act okay but she completely said that she didn't want this to happen um she has also rejected efforts to decriminalize sex work by claiming that it contributed to the transmission of HIV and AIDS. Okay. Which is an incredibly outdated um, opinion, I think. It's, it's like something from the 1980s, pretty much. It's fear-mongering, yeah. Yeah, it's completely fear-mongering. It is homophobic, it's transphobic, it's sexist, it's... Yeah, it's a disgusting comment to say, I think, and that is going to be something that I wish that she is definitely going to be held accountable for, is her attitude towards trans people. Um, Another thing that Harris has also done is that as a California Attorney General, she argued on behalf of the state to withhold gender reassignment surgery from two transgender inmates who were prescribed the procedure while serving out their sentences another transphobic um move basically by her just shows what she really is like however the thing about 
Kamala Harris is that she is so contradictory. So she pushes for programs that help people find jobs instead of putting them in prison. But she also fought to keep those people in prison even after they were proved innocent. She refuses to pursue the death penalty against a man who killed a police officer. But she's also defended the California's death penalty system in court. She's implemented training programs to address police officers' racial biases, but she's also resisted calls to get her office to investigate certain police shootings. She has been described as the top cop, but she also is now coming out in 2020 after the BLM um, protest saying that, like, she does think that police need to be held accountable for their actions and for police brutality and that she wants to crack down on um like the leeway that police officers get so she is just a very confusing politician really yeah she's very contradictory she's very i like the word wishy-washy i want to call her wishy-washy yeah again probably riding that wave of whatever's popular at the time yeah it does seem like that. Quite a classic career politician thing to do. Yeah, it's the same with Biden as yeah. well. Yeah. It will be interesting whether, like, now that they're at the top of the game, whether, like, they will keep their ideals the same or whether they will change them. And it will be, like, more left-wing. It will be more open and, yes, like, we will sort out all of these problems that you know we were previously for yeah but we'll go back and know that that was a mistake at the time yeah yeah it's quite obviously the track record isn't fantastic from some of the things you described um yeah with policies they've backed up it through but it, you know people do change and obviously they've been pushing for some pretty progressive stuff in their campaign so it would be nice to see them get in yeah. it'll be interesting to see if they do pursue it once they're in power you know again the classic politician thing of getting in power promising all these things and then nothing happening like trump and his wall that never really got built and mexico never paid for so it's kind of will yeah. they once they're in Won't power they? will they kind of well yeah obviously you know, with with our political leanings, we're kind of hoping they do stay progressive and do some cool things for the country. But it's kind of, you know, it's it's hard to know, really. Yeah. And we'll we'll wait and see. Definitely. Um. So, we'll go on to Biden, shall we? My favorite character. Yeah, let's do it. So, I wrote my dissertation on the war on drugs, and I was doing loads of research, and I was writing my dissertation like really getting into it I was about halfway through and then I hit an article it's a really rather large article um it's by Stein um 2019 and yeah look up this article if you want to what I read was absolutely like phenomenal like holy um Biden has been the center point of a lot of drug policy. So he claims, rightly so, 
that the surge in incarceration began in the 1970s and accelerated in the 1980s. But quote, what he's actually done is really deeply disturbing, dangerous reforms that have made the criminal justice system more lethal and just bigger. From 1980 to 2013, the number of offenders incarcerated in federal prisons increased approximately from 24,000 to more than 215,000. And Biden was the key to the central racist drive of mass incarceration by abusing the loophole in the 13th Amendment. So, Biden is... really quite racist that's all i'm gonna say like he is he he is he might have been the vice president to the first black president and he might have chosen the first black woman to be vice president but he is incredibly racist um Throughout the 1960s to the 90s, Biden spent his time drafting clearly racist bills with racist lawmakers who would become his most relied allies to date. Biden was one of the earliest movers um, of the policy agenda, which would become the war on drugs. Um, So he basically just created the war on drugs, pretty much. He was one of the first people that wanted to do it. And he pushed all the policy and the Yeah, he pushed the policy through and wanted to make sure that there was higher expenditure on prison systems and law enforcement. Um, Reagan was reluctant at first um, to increase federal spending and he sought to reduce spending as a whole actually on the criminal justice system and wanted to downplay all of um, the criminal justice justice system and try and like basically sort it out. But Biden... um, is was the prevalent policymaker among Democrats and Republicans. So he's actually been like friends with both sides. He's been friends with um Democrats and Republicans. And um on the issue of expanding funding to states and municipalities for um pr- policing and prisons. So he's even proposed alternative sentencing. This is my This is my favourite thing about Biden, what he has suggested. So, get a load of this. Biden has even proposed alternative sentencing for non-violent offenders, mainly drug crimes, which is targeted to incarcerate black people in general. Um, He said, we would let them live normal lives, but say, work on a prison farm over the weekends. Yeah, that's a bit strange. Yeah, so he thought, let's not put black people in prison. Let's put them on a farm that they can't leave again. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the one. <laughs> Biden's also used um, jazz musicians as scapegoats, a predominantly black genre, much like um, Azinger with marijuana claiming that back in the polio days, heroin was still a mysterious drug and kept jazz musicians going all night. Don't think he understands how heroin works. I, I don't, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, but, but it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a 
um, depressant drug, isn't it? It's one of the ones that makes you yeah tired. It doesn't keep you going all night. If you're so against these drugs, at least know how they work. Like, come on. Yeah, it just shows a fundamental like lack of understanding about how this stuff works. Mm-hmm. The stuff yeah, you're trying to criminalize. So, uh-huh. I haven't even come to the big one. So... In 1989, the Anti-Drug Abuse Act lengthened sentences yet again at federal level. Unlike Biden's claim, it was mainly individual states causing sentencing disparities. Um, Biden critiqued Bush's policy on drugs to be not tough enough, bold enough or imaginative enough. And consequently, Biden pushed for more anti-crime funding and Bush gave more than 30 billion in funding. Biden then sponsored the Drug Abuse Act of 1986. This is a really, really, really prevalent um, act in US law. This lengthened sentences for many offences and this created the 100 to 1 cocaine versus crack cocaine sentencing disparity leading to a spike in funds into the drug war so biden created basically the 100 to 1 sentencing disparity which has led to numerous hundreds of thousands of communities people lives just absolutely shattered it is the most horrendous policy i think probably made in the us is it's pretty bad it, it basically is just racism in a policy if someone is caught with cocaine you are most likely to get a slap on a wrist But if you are charged with the exact same drug, pretty much, which is crack cocaine, which is just in a um, more compound formula, you are going to be going away for a hundred times the other person that was doing cocaine. The problem with this was in 1986 that a lot more white people on Wall Street, they were the people that were taking cocaine and the people that were taking crack cocaine were mainly black people in lower income communities because cocaine was more expensive than crack cocaine so just as the exact same drug pretty much but people were going away for very different times people were just walking out of a court people were just being walking away from police officers for having a bit of cocaine on them but down the street they'll go and they'll arrest someone and put them away for life This has created all the problems that we see today with the amount of black people who are mass incarcerated in America. And Biden has unfortunately been the root of all of it. That aside, he has actually tried to get rid of it when he was vice president um to the obama administration um he tried to reverse the 100 to 1 disparity but it didn't really go anywhere um so i really hope that like this whole genre is going to be 
dissected and it's going to be looked at and it's go he is going to be held responsible for what he did because mm. you know he is a war criminal he was one of the leading policy um one of the leading pushes to put the u.s into the iraq war he is a racist drug policy maker he is a creep as well like look up all the videos of joe biden they are very odd with children he it it is uncomfortable like there are videos where you know you can look them up yourself online like when you're listening to this but they are questionable and you know these are things that like when they do get put into administration that i hope that they are questioned on and they are held responsible for that actions because yeah because these policies have done damage and they have and they will do even further damage if they're not addressed properly that's what scares me is that they will do further damage to what they have already done because of kamala harris's um comments on israel on and palestine um on her comments on trans people on her actions of putting um trans people in men's prisons um biden you know basically starting the war on drugs they are huge huge policies that and talk like topical political points that really really do need to be addressed you can't let them slip under the rug like you just can't Mm. that is the damn right dirty truth about the democrat Alex. And yeah, yeah. It, is, it will be very interesting to see sort of how their time and power will be spent and if if yeah. Mr. Biden will and do Do you think he policies. will? It's hard do to know. Do you think he will? Uh, it's it is like, it's honestly. really hard to know because it depends. There's still a real amount of support for kind of more extreme extreme yeah more extreme right-wing politicians like trump and to play the game of keeping him out of power biden will probably have to follow through on policies or follow through on doing his policies so but again he keeps doing the classic thing as i said earlier of just getting in power and then putting his hands up and putting his feet up and doing doing nothing really so so again we don't know until he's in power it's one of the things we'll have to see unfold but, you know, he he's already indicated he'll be doing some positive things like getting US back into the Paris Climate Accord. Yes, I did want to mention that. That is a huge point. Um, yeah. A lot of people aren't, are celebrating that fact alone. I know I am pretty much means yeah. that, you know, I like the term men of science. Men of science can get back to work and women of science can get back to work. Yes. You know, yeah. yeah. You know, people, men of science, I mean, like, people that believe in science and stuff like that, you know, really believe in climate change and uh, and stuff like that. Um, you know, the Paris Agreement, it means that hopefully we won't have another four years of climate change deniers and that we can finally start getting emissions down, getting the temperature down, and we won't be so screwed as we actually are. Because if you don't know, America is a huge, 
huge problem in climate change. Like, yeah, beef alone, like the way that the Amazon is cut down to supply meat for mainly America and that region, because we have no need for it. Um, yeah, it needs to be sorted, and so does you know things like oil companies and um pipelines especially as well that are like um very prevalent subject in america it's all those types of things that you know and fracking and all those things that biden can hopefully stop and help over the next four years make some real progress in the environment because it really no matter what all these small problems are to me they do become irrelevant if we don't have a world to actually have these little bitty problems about because what i've never understood is why we aren't really focusing on the bigger problem here which is the climate and the fact that our whole existence will cease to exist and the fact is is that all these little problems will never be a little problem again because they won't matter because there'll be nothing yeah Yeah, like the earth will survive without us or with us it you know our my lineage might hide out somewhere and be okay but like you know there won't be masses of human population ever again for another good couple thousand years if this happens so you will destroy civilization and you will have to rebuild it again and that's not something that you know you want to do so it is a main point when you are thinking about the, the biden and harris win is the environment i think because having such a dangerous move like trump bringing the us out of the paris agreement was huge yeah yeah and it's good that biden wants to actually make some positive steps towards, yeah definitely you know to, to at least look for some solutions and brainstorm some solutions and take good steps you know it's not like he'll be able to fix climate change but at least he's willing to give it a go yeah. and talk about it and not just kind of try and sweep exactly. under the rug or, or brush off as um, a loony conspiracy, really. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, there's always place for healthy debate about subjects, but things like this, you need to kind of, like, examine mm-hmm. the overwhelming evidence and just... Yeah. You got, you know, you just got to... Really just really sit down your, and be like... Yeah, you you got to know when you're, when you're beat, man. <laughs> yeah, I know it really is, isn't it? It's just like... What don't you get about it's December and I'm in a crop top in England? Like, what don't you understand about that? Like, it's yeah. hot. It snowed in, like, May once. It's like, this shouldn't be happening. Like, at all. Like, what more proof yeah, do you need, really? confusing to live through now. Yeah, it's like, what more proof do you need? Like, really? Um. Yeah. Last things last. What have you been watching? Lastly. Lastly. Last things last. I like that. No, I like last things last. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) You know. I'll write that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What have you been watching? Got anything? I've been watching The Alienist, the second season, and it is incredible. I think I've already said The Alienist before, maybe, to watch, but the second season's out, and it is gruesome okay okay it's really good so um 
it's called Angel of Darkness, and someone's going around, and it, it's not very nice for me to say, but killing babies. Blimey. Um, yeah, they kidnap them, and yeah, it's all about like finding, like finding out. It's really interesting. Um, I promise. <laughs> um, I'm not just like gonna make you guys watch some random baby killing show. Yeah, yeah, strange recommendation. <laughs> um, what have you been? What are you gonna recommend? Um, I haven't actually been watching much consistently. Mostly just little clips of Sopranos on YouTube. But I did catch <laughs> some episodes of The Crown on Netflix um, with my family. Oh, okay. And it's from the episodes I watched, like, really, really good. There was um, yeah, heartbreaking episode um, on... There was... I need to actually remember the name of the of the, the town that's happened to me. There's, there's, a, there's a village or a town in Wales, uh, a mining village, and there was a massive... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a massive dump essentially of yeah, you know, a deposit of, of excess material from the mine, and it collapsed and essentially just went through a school and killed a load of children. And it was absolutely heartbreaking. This episode was um, it was really moving and it's really really interesting to see the dynamics between the government and the crown and you know how they yeah dealt with it and stuff. And obviously yeah. when it shows the queen's perspective a lot of it's obviously conjecture and kind of you don't know how real it is but it's quite interesting to see um yeah so yeah i mean you know i'm, I'm kind of meaning you recommend that yeah i'm gonna try and catch more episodes of, of the crown and watch it from the beginning because it's meant to be a very good series and the actors are just really good so i've been intrigued to watch it like i've never been too keen on the first couple of seasons but like when it gets like later mm. I've always been like oh that looks good like season three and four I think it is like they look really good yeah there's a new season out soon but, actually with um and it has has Margaret Thatcher in it so you know it's going to be a pretty yeah pretty hot season basically that's um it's the woman from sex education that plays um Margaret Thatcher and she said that she no she, she had um some she had like a bit of a hard time, but she like eventually found it really easy to separate herself because she was like, I've put myself in a whole different life, like yeah. being Margaret Thatcher, because she lived through Thatcher and she was like, I didn't like Thatcher and I don't agree with any of her policies and I didn't like her at all, but now I have to play her. She's like, that actually helped me because I know that I'm not like that, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like and she, like her husband was is the director I think of the Crown. So he said she performed like oh it was Gillian Anderson. That's her oh, name. Yeah. Um, she plays Thatcher and she, like I just read an article, but yeah. Very nice. Awesome. Well, there you go. Anyway, we'll catch you guys in two weeks and stay safe. Happy lockdown for people in the UK. Hope you stay safe in the US in the next coming weeks as well because we got some listeners over there. So, yeah. See you later. See you later. Bye.